How are cybercriminals' efforts evolving? Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined by Alan Woodward, a cybercrime expert who's a visiting computer science professor at the University of Surrey. He's also an academic advisor to the EU's Law Enforcement Intelligence Agency, Europol. Alan, you've once again contributed to Europol's IOCTA, short for Internet Organized Crime Threat Assessment. In fact, you're also quoted in it. Yes. At the recent press conference announcing the release of the new IOCTA, Philip Amon, who's the head of strategy at Europol's European Cybercrime Center, EC3, says criminality remains rampant online, but there have been some notable gains. What are some of the top trends that you are seeing? Some of it's no great surprise in that ransomware is still one of the biggest threats, if not the biggest worry around the place. Crime as a service is still a growing trend. And what we're seeing in terms of the markets, the dark markets, we've had some success. And in fact, Philip talked in his thing about some of the success Europol has had in taking down various dark markets. You, they've obviously helped with things like Hansa and whatever that you've seen. But also one of the, one of the key ones was Deep.Web, which was a standard dot-com website that anybody could visit. But it was basically signposted where all the markets were, <laughs> all the dark markets were, and indeed which ones were up and which ones were down and so on and so forth. And that got seized, which was quite good. It, it was basically your guide to the deep dark web. It was, yeah, exactly. And it, it's kind of taken away the telephone directories. It was quite a big coup, really, um, because as I say, you take the telephone directory away and, you know, your general punter is not going to know who to call. Well, it wasn't um, clear to me that it was criminal, but they were earning referral fees. So Yes, exactly. Some of these things are kind of on the line. At the very least, it was kind of, it was enabling crime. <laughs> but one of the interesting trends that's starting to happen and um, that you'll see talked about in IOCTA is that criminals are aware, to say that they're running scared is wrong, but they adapt very quickly. They don't innovate unless they have to. Um, but as they've seen various dark markets go down, particularly um, things like Hansa, where the Dutch police ran it for a month, and actually was able to collect quite a lot of intelligence by running the market, then what's happened is they've started to adapt. And so they're not necessarily, they're distributing themselves. So they're moving more to sort of encrypted, distributed marketplaces like you'd see in Telegram or WhatsApp. So it sounds like a lot of the cybercrime trends that we were seeing still remain a big concern. So ransomware, crime as a service, the move to distributed sort of dark markets, that's all really still of considerable concern. One of the things that is, you know, the initiatives that Europol certainly is trying to work on, I don't speak for Europol, but you'll see it in the report, is law enforcement in general is being overloaded, sadly, by the amount of data around on child abuse. And it's becoming very difficult to cope with the volumes. But also, even when you get images, etc., it's very difficult to do even simple things like geolocate them. And you probably noticed the initiative that Europol had, where they sometimes they put out parts of pictures with key identifying features in them on Twitter. And they say, does anybody know where this is? And that's actually led to quite a lot of success. I mean, Philip today, it, as he was launching it, he said that their estimate is they've saved something like seven children in the last year, just from that one initiative. Phenomenal. That's not my stat, that's him saying it in public. So that's quite significant. And I think they're, they're going to try and build on that. And they're encouraging more people to join in with it. 
because it's a global problem. So, you know, he used the example of one case that Europol was involved in where eventually they identified a hotel room in Malaysia simply from putting a part of it up, you know, things like furniture and patterns on wallpaper, et cetera, on Twitter. And people say, oh, yeah, that's a hotel room in such and such. And from another piece of information, they were able to identify which room number it was. And consequently, you know, you can see how you can then progressively track down the individuals involved. So, you know, a number of individuals have been pursued as a direct result of that. And I think one of the things that Europol has been quite influential in, in some ways, and and has shown it works, is this whole information sharing. And in a very careful way, getting the mass public to be investigators. Uh, and that that's actually, it's quite encouraging to see the web being used for good in that way, if you like. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. Not everybody has to be a Bellingcat level, I suppose, if you can just exactly. I mean, the just, puzzle. Just, just subscribe and, and then to the initiative. And then if you see something, you say, well, actually, yeah, I do. I've stayed in that hotel. I know that lobby or I know that, you know, and it is showing real, real tangible results, you know, with real children being saved. And for the sake of looking at it and passing something back that I think the more people and the, the more people one can make aware of that sort of initiative, the better. And likewise, the other significant success that they were reporting on was you reported it a number of times. I know that the website we put up ages ago called nomoreransom.org. And there's more and more partners becoming involved in that. Whilst ransomware is a really big threat and continues to be, you know, law enforcement is helping to fight back, but it's very much about sharing the effort. Yes, you have some really excellent contributed free work being done by private firms now who have their tools hosted on that site. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. And it's everybody from the likes of Kaspersky to, you know, Sophos and all the names you'd expect. But also, as again, as Philip was saying, I don't want to put just to use his words, he was saying that there is a really good sort of coming together of public law enforcement agencies, the private sector and academia um, on a number of areas. And if anything, that's what Europol and IOCTA is showing that, you know, you get best results if you continue to do that. So other things he was being, he was talking about going into the future, obviously, unfortunately, it's more of the same. What they're trying to do is develop strategies, so international strategies to help with things like, you know, particularly the child abuse thing, which is becoming just, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's so depressing, the volumes of it, but also trying to think about sort of the next stage, having won some battles against uh, some of the criminals who are misusing the dark web. Now they're moving to the more distributed environment. How does one deal with that? So it's, it's the usual game of whack-a-mole. The criminals as I say, they don't um, innovate just for the sake of it. They do when they think that law enforcement is getting close. Hence, law enforcement has to adapt as well. And that's, again, that's all of what's happening going forward. Yes, I've heard over the last year or two, moving more to point-to-point encrypted messaging yep. apps, for example. Yep, that's exactly. Sort of and you can imagine something like, I mean, Telegram, which is still, you know, the, the system of choice for extremists, things like that can be used quite successfully for if you've got kind of groups and selected groups to be able to have, you know, basically run a marketplace on them. And you can have also the, the vendors, there, there is a bit of a move as well for vendors to distribute themselves, to distribute their own risk. So rather than only stay on one market as they had been perhaps before, they're no longer putting all their eggs in one basket. So they're sort of accepting that law enforcement is going to catch up with various markets eventually. And they don't want an interruption in a, a too big an interruption in their business. So that, again, they're adapting by spreading themselves across a number of markets. And that's 
it's an interesting move. It just shows how the criminals do adapt to what they see as successes in law enforcement. Alan, thank you once again for your time and insights. Okay, right. Thanks, Ed. I've been talking cybercrime trends with Alan Woodward. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for joining us.